Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. This is Dr. Dan. The Art of War, a book that we all probably have read, contains principles that are eternal and enduring. But the way we go about prosecuting war, that has been changing. It changes constantly over the course of human history. Now, for the United States, we have been involved in conventional warfare for most of our existence, certainly through the end of World War II. But Vietnam changed everything. Vietnam was a very different war for us, something in many ways we were unprepared for. At that time, we called it a guerrilla war. But basically, it was small bands of fighters. They were fanatic adherents to a principle. But the key was that they relied on the support of local citizens. Most of the time, that local, the support of local citizens was gained through, through terror or harming people or threatening to harm people. But they're also, in some ways, they did positive things for small communities one way or the other, they relied upon the support of local communities to help them eat and be safe and to warn them uh, when enemy was coming. And from that, of course, when we figured all that out, that's when we wanted to win over the hearts and minds of the local people. Now, recent wars in the, in the Middle East, they have an added factor, and that is the fanaticism of religion namely Islam and Sharia law. And so now the term insurgency uh, has come into the forefront. It's come into our vocabulary in a common usage way. So what is insurgency and, and, and how do you counter that? Uh, and also, when you think about it, in the United States today, we have a kind of insurgency going on in our country, whatever name you want to call it whether it's one world governance, collectivism, or democratic socialism, there are small groups of of people actively promoting this and using uh, a variety of media and violent techniques uh, to try to get their way. These kind of activities all lead to the decrease in the sovereignty of the individual. It is an anti-individualism a battle that we're fighting in our country, and those rights that we have, the sovereignty of the individual, is guaranteed by our Constitution. So the question for us all to answer or to ask is, how do we fight it effectively? 
Well, fortunately, I'm going to give you the answer because my guest is James R. Bolton Jr., uh, and he is, uh, and he works in political resolution and legal investigation. And he has a very interesting and fascinating background. He was born and reared in West Virginia in a farming and woodworking environment. He joined the U.S. Marine Corps in 1987. He was a team member of Special Ops Unit tasked with counterinsurgency operations. He's traveled to and operated in 14 nations, four of which were predominantly Muslim. He was privately trained by geopolitical Ph.D. Dr. John Barry from 1996 to 2001 and also then was took the Basic Operators Counterintelligence course in 2005. He has been actively involved in private security, certified in hostile political environments, executive protection, legal investigations, dispute resolution, and he has been directly engaged in movement building and professional self-defense instruction for over 20 years. He states that he is an operator who organizes and carries out activities designed to produce predictable outcomes. I call him a community organizer for freedom. And so James Bolton Jr., welcome to Freedom Forum Radio. Thank you, Dr. Dan. I'm uh, very honored to be asked to uh, participate in this program today. Um, as you say, I'm an operator. I'm not an executive type. I don't uh, normally address um, thousands of people <laughs> at any given time, but it's certainly an honor to have a chance to share some insights on this, and hopefully uh, my hope and prayer today is on this program that we will be of great benefit to the liberty-minded and, and especially the Christian community out there who is in a quandary today on exactly how to face these uh, insurgencies and these threats against our way of life. So thank you very much. It is a pleasure and an honor to have you. Uh, a gentleman with your training is something that we all need to listen to, but more importantly, to learn from, because you have the knowledge we need. Our area here is is uh, contains is highly Christian, very conservative, and many, many people who live here are retired military people who've spent their lives defending our nation, uh, certainly from the Vietnam era on forward. And so your words and your, uh, your expertise uh, will be important for people to learn from. So let's start at the very begin- beginning. We have entered into an era of insurgency. What exactly yes. does that mean? Era of insurgency. Well, this is a, actually a very deep subject, so I'm going to try to keep it pretty basic uh, for this particular broadcast. Um, an era of insurgency, we could start by just looking at the global issues, the global, global disruptions taking place right now. That's a good place to start. Um, there are over 42 insurgencies taking place in the world right now. That's unprecedented in all of history. There's never been that many at any at any one time. So, and in fact, we're looking at two new ones starting up in Africa here very shortly. Uh, one is actually one of those is actually underway right now. Um, I, we actually have uh, friends and missionaries and contacts in North Africa, and we kind of track those things. And then many people are aware of what's taking place in South Africa right now. Um, as the the African National Congress, who is more communist than they are anything, are pushing that country into a type of insurgency also. 
and then we're all aware of the Middle East, and and most I would think most people are very much aware of what's happening in Europe right now. Um, so when we think about an era of insurgency, we're looking at a time of uh, shifting social values, shifting loyalties, uh, shifting centers of power, and these these shifts go far beyond the typical um, politics that people are used to, which is one of the problems with people really understanding the conditions today. So we're looking at a what we consider in the professional circles and the counterinsurgency circles. It's an age of leverage uh, where it is the politics of insurgency that's unfolding before us. And okay, Doctor Dam, what's misunderstood about uh, this era of insurgency is it is it is the politics of leverage. And when you don't when you don't know how to as as a people as a community how to leverage your beliefs, your your social values, and um, your way of life in this political environment we live in today, you basically you basically get run over by the powerful leverage of the opposition that's coming against us in the United States today. So um, when we think about insurgency, it's not a term people really like to hear. It, they don't really don't understand what it means, and this is has has to do with the very fact there's been an enormous shift in the world in the way things are done. You know, the Bible tells us there's nothing new under the sun. Well, there isn't. Everything we're facing today is it, the world has faced before, but not at this level, not not with this intensity. There's never been a time where there's been 42 insurgencies going in the world at any given time. And we have to be thankful over the years that as American citizens, we've avoided a lot of this in America, and and that's probably one of our um, deficits in America as far as politics and social movement are concerned. That our people have not been faced with these challenges like like we are today. So this is a what we call a mixed war condition, or asymmetric warfare, as they call it in in coin terms. Um, where the population is the target. And we need our people to understand that they are the target today. This is not a war of tanks and missiles and and jets flying through the sky. This This is about population. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. We'll be right back after a quick break. So tell me, James... Let's, let's let's keep this pretty basic because what you're saying is critical for us to understand. I, I cannot emphasize enough how important it is for people listening to this to understand these principles. So let's go over them. What is your definition of insurgency? What do you mean when you use that word? Okay, political insurgency is basically the continuation of domestic politics by other means. It's what we call a parasitic invention, uh, intervention into a host nation that tries to gain, attempts to gain intricate control and knowledge of the social politics of, the, of that target population in order to normally to induce counter policy by means of contrived conflict. And if you look at what's happening in the United States today, we see a lot of domestic violence rising. In fact, violence is up over 64% in our country in the last five years. So that's one of the indicators that we use to to measure insurgency in a nation, and we see that taking place. And There's never been a time in America where we've seen politics and 
social movement and social unrest combined into one package. Well, that's what insurgency is. It's it's the combination of um, the social life, the political life, the, the legal aspects of your society, and it affects all of those things. And there's no one is exempt. Unfortunately, no one is exempt. No one can hide from this. Unfortunately, people are trying to. I talk to people regularly that are trying to hide from it, and you can't. But political insurgency is essentially designed to impose subversive policy upon ignorant and unwilling societies. And we, if we choose to remain ignorant as conservatives, as Christians, on how this works and how this affects us and how to fight back, we'll simply be run over. We'll have no, we will not have the tradecraft skills necessary to push back against this. And that's what we are trying to do here. You know, you mentioned the term leverage. Um, yes, sir. Obviously, people understand leverage in terms of the uh, the financial world, but what what do you mean by leverage? Leverage. Well, leverage comes in many forms, and we use some examples of um, uh, some domestic examples. Would be a, a father using the son's privilege to use the car for, on Friday night as leverage to get him to mow the yard. Well, my father never had to use that kind of leverage. He used the leverage of some pretty severe discipline. <laughs> but uh, that's a simple form of leverage. And in the political world, um, we see, in counterinsurgency especially, we see the intervention of the United States military into other nations. And the real purpose that Americans miss of putting these troops on the ground is not necessarily to conduct actual combat in these nations, it's a tool of leverage to cause people to choose a side. And in an insurgency, you have factions. Factions develop, and people turn on each other. We see that happen here in the United States with racism, with political correctness, with the uh, LGBT movement, and all of these things. People choosing up sides and turning against each other, um, lever- they use these social disruptions as leverage to create new policy, and we see that happening. It is, it's taking place right now, especially here in Washington State. We deal with it constantly, and we're constantly being, the society is constantly being leveraged, and leverage is mainly used today in a form of crisis, crisis creations. We have a term, there's a term that was coined in um, counterintelligence that says crisis creates change. Well, it does. It always does, and we've witnessed that even here in America. You create a crisis, you create an emotional stimulus in that crisis, people want answers. Well, they're ready, the orchestrators of that crisis are ready to give the answer they want you to have. You know, that's very classic uh, Hegelian dialectic there, where you have a thesis, antithesis, and they clash, and the population uh, demands a result, which is the synthesis of those ideas, which generally results... Uh, in a solution that is not totally palatable uh, and a movement away from where we were toward where uh, the insurgents really want us to be. Uh, when I look at America today, I see that the, the divide is absolutely enormous, uh, and I think it's been caused purposely over the last hundred years in order to conquer us. You know that old phrase, divide oh, and conquer. Absolutely. 
So I think that's what we're seeing here. And I think that you have some of the answers that we need to uh, understand about how, how do you combat something like this. So you, we've talked about leverage. We've talked about insurgency. What do you think are some of the signs of, and facts of insurgency that you see in our nation today? Oh, my goodness. Um, our entire political system <laughs> is built on the concept of insurgency today, um, which is one of the problems that we're experiencing in the conservative circles as they are holding on to old paradigms that they think still exist, which do not exist anymore. Um, that's one of the failures of the Tea Party. That's one of the failures of many. Um, we'll get into that hopefully here in just a few minutes about the movements. But um, holding on to these old paradigms, there has been an insurgency or change already in the way our politics works. Uh, the I think one of the most recent issues of insurgency at the social level is this idea of labeling. No one wants to be labeled. Um, so they end up complying with some social policy or some political policy of change that the orchestrators want to, the insurgents we should call them, want to invoke on us. Um, and see, that that's a way of using social leverage against people. They don't, they don't want to be labeled. Um, and then, of course, the, the environmentalists and um, the LGBT movement, they all use a form of insurgency. Um, again, that you know, that we, have, we went through our battle with the transgender issue here in, in our county, which I'm sure you did too, um, and you could see how they used emotional stimulus to try to get people to support this idea that it was okay to teach that in the schools. Well, no one wanted to be labeled as, a, as intolerant or a hater or something like that. That's just typical uh, leverage at the social level. Politically speaking, um, there have been massive leverages. And even, the, even the terrorism aspects have been used as terrorism. Fear is leverage. If you can get people to believe there's a threat, then most likely they're going to comply with your idea of how to solve that problem. Well, you know, when you're talking about this, what, what struck me is that the, the labels that are used are either downright false and inappropriate and, uh, to what the actual action is, or they're total hyperbole where, they, where it's sort of like, you know, the difference between a, uh, a BB gun and an atom bomb. You know, it's, so a lot of these labels are false. When you, when you say something that's, for instance, could be interpreted as, as anti-anything, and right away you're called a racist, you're called a hater, when what you said was, had nothing to do with race and had nothing to do with hate in any way, yet the label, the strength of the label far outweighs the actual deed. And there's a reason they can do that, because they have what's called information dominance, which is a, which is a part of their strength. That's a part of their center of gravity. Um, we probably won't have time to get into that today, but you know, that's part of our training process. But their center of gravity is the fact that they have inf information dominance over masses of people. And as we get to talking about the target I sent you, we will see how, how that works. But 
Um, it's interesting, about two years ago, President Putin of Russia was on world television, broadcasting all over the world, and he mentioned this very fact that we're in this we're in a different type of war today. He said it openly and publicly in front of the whole world that we are in an information war today, and whoever controls information controls politics. He couldn't be more correct. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Yeah, when I play the hoochie-coochie man, I get joy in everything. Everything, everything. Everything gonna be all right this morning. Whoosh.